<laughs> All right, so we're now on the other side of the uh, of the NBA All Star break, and you guys know how much I love the Nets and James Harden. But apparently, Jay um, Vegas is signed with you. Joel Embiid, Joel Embiid is right now the the MVP to be uh, their prediction. So. I don't know. We've got Casey with us. Casey's Casey's been uh, been dealing with a, a newborn baby and everything like that. So uh, he, he he hasn't been able to be on the last couple of shows. So Casey, why don't we start with you, man? Tell me tell me something about the NBA that we're not expecting in the second half. You know, um, is there going to be something surprising? You know, like who who wins the East, who wins the West, sort of thing. What do you got? Um, I do think there are some some surprises that we can expect uh, maybe before the trade deadline. Um, I think I think we might see some names move there. that maybe we are accepting, maybe we're uh, are expecting, maybe we're not expecting. Um, I also think that I'm looking at some of these teams that are currently in playoff contention, and I'm thinking that maybe some of them might be in um, in for early exits. I think some teams may surprise us, um, depending on where they land, and. Um, I don't know. So I'm looking at I'm looking at this East. I'm looking at the East over here, and there are a few teams that intrigue me. Um, the Atlanta Hawks could make a big time move and um, grab another good quality player. They have some contracts of guys they paid over the uh, over the off season, and some guys that they probably thought would work out. Uh, Gallinari hasn't been fantastic. Bogdanovich has not been fantastic. Uh, you're looking at the issues for the Hawks. You have to pay John Collins. Um, John Collins and Trey Young are going to have to get paid at the same time. And you still have this, this contract of Clint Capella, but they are the eighth seed. Um, even considering how much they've struggled this season, they're 17 and 20 as the eighth seed. Um, the, the Hawks could make a big move. Another one of my favorite teams in the East, the Charlotte Hornets, Charlotte Hornets. Um, I think whoever plays the Hornets in the first round should, I don't say should, I don't want to say should be terrified, but should be prepared for a really hard fought series. Um, I think this Hornets team with, um, with these young guys, with LaMelo and Scary Terry, uh, P.J. Washington, all these guys, Gordon Hayward is looking great too. These guys are playing very well, playing really good basketball. Terry Rozier looks like a shooting guard who is very well, uh, has, has developed very well over the last season or two um, and is surprising the hell out of me. Um, LaMelo Ball looks like he might be the – future of the NBA in terms of point guards, uh, this Hornets team is really surprising me. Um, not only to mention the resurgence of the Knicks, the resurgence of the uh, the Heat, the struggling Celtics, who are still the fourth seed, but I don't expect them to stay there long unless Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown can find a way, I don't want to say to coexist, but to keep up their all-star play and also use that all-star play to lead to victories. Um, and then you hit this top three of the East, Matt. Um, we we yeah, I keep waiting because because nobody's talking about the Bucks, man. I mean, have we forgotten about the Bucks, Casey? I don't I don't want to say that we've forgotten about the Bucks, but I I definitely don't think that they are they're they're not the sexy pick in the East anymore. Obviously, the sexy pick in the East is Brooklyn. Uh, everybody's looking at Brooklyn, and everybody is looking at Philly because of their MVP candidate and Joel Embiid, who as of right now, I I think that you do have to argue Joel and James Harden are probably one and two with maybe until AD went out, maybe you could talk about LeBron being up there as well. Now, so much, I don't know about LeBron so much. I mean, he is still LeBron, but I'm looking at these top three teams, uh, Milwaukee. I don't know, man. I don't want to say Giannis is, uh, 
a choke artist in the playoffs, but I don't think with their currently with the team that they currently have built and structured around Giannis, I don't think they're built to win a championship. Um, Middleton is your second guy. And I think at best he should be a third guy on a, on a really good team. Um, I keep hearing the, a lot of rumblings that people are saying that Giannis just isn't built to be the number one guy on a team. He should play with another superstar and be the second guy, so on and so forth. And really just focus on his defense, run small ball center more often. I don't know about that. Uh, this is a guy I just watched go 16 for 16 in the All-Star game, two of which were threes. I get it. There's not as much defense in the All-Star game, but uh, you, you still really have to try to make 16 out of 16 shots. Um, that being said, I don't see Milwaukee even making it to the Eastern Conference Finals. Uh, wow. The, the team they currently wow. have built. Wow. Um, Say it again, Casey. Say that again. I want, I want, I want it completely on record right here. Uh, on the date of March 12th, <laughs> 2000, the year 2021, with the team that they currently have structured around Giannis Antetokounmpo, the Milwaukee Bucks will not make it to the Eastern Conference wow. Finals, much less the championship. Wow. Um, look, right. I like Drew Holiday a lot. I like Chris Middleton a lot. But you're looking at, you're looking at a team that needs better shooting. Um, needs a little bit of better defense to help around Giannis for when he's getting doubled or uh, if he's just struggling. Um, I like Drew Holiday a lot. Love Drew Holiday a lot. And Chris Middleton is a decent player. But I'm looking over in Washington at Bradley Beal, at a guy who obviously wants out, at a guy who can be, even as your second guy, a 28 to 30 points per game scorer. I'm looking at a guy who wants to win. And what does Giannis want to do? Giannis wants to win. I'm looking at Bradley Beal over there, and if I'm the Bucks, I, I can't let him go to another team. I cannot let him go to another team by this trade deadline. If I'm the Bucks, I'm pairing Chris Middleton in a few picks, and I'm 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 making a swing at Bradley Beal. And if you want Drew to stay and 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 maybe even run your point, um, and average 15 points per game, then fine, so be it. Great. Um, they have to make a move. It's not working. Um. I mean, what they're sitting at the third seed right now, and they're only uh, they've they've made a nice little run as of late. But at, at one point, they were only three games over five hundred, sitting at the at the third seed. So, I like Brooklyn a lot. I like Philly a lot. Um, I, I think that if I had to guess right now, I I you know Matt, I don't I don't want to say I'm wrong yet. I don't want to say I'm wrong yet. But Brooklyn looks like they might be able to make it to at least the Eastern Conference Finals against Philly. Oh, you guys, oh, buying me, buy, buy me diamonds, buying me diamonds. Hey, hey look, <laughs> I don't want to say I'm wrong just yet, but they look good and they are surprising me with how well they're playing together. Um, James Harden has very much surprised me in terms of stepping into a facilitating role while keeping up good scoring. His defense even looks a little better. Maybe he's just, maybe he's just motivated to be a really good player again. And these last few years in Houston, he's just felt super burnt out. And now that he's got, uh, oh man, I was about to, I was about to be super mean to him. Now that he's got two all-stars around him, maybe he feels like he can actually try again. <laughs> um, but I, I like, I like Philly a lot. And I'm starting to warm up to Brooklyn a little bit in terms of winning the East. I don't know yet. I'm not sure yet. We'll have to see how the second season, second part of the season goes out. Um, I also don't think that Blake Griffin is the answer for, for Brooklyn um, in terms of depth. I think he's only going to come in and maybe get you 15 to 20 minutes per game, which is cool. Uh, but as a small ball center off the bench option, um, 
Blake Griffin, what, what are we expecting out of him? Maybe 10 points per game, maybe 10 rebounds? I don't know. I, I, I was telling Jay, I'm worried that, you know, he, he comes to the team and he's, he's like a sedative. I don't, I, I'm worried about Blake Griffin. I don't know what he brings to, to the Nets. I, I, it kind of, kind of worries me. I don't know. Jay, you, you tell me, man. I mean, look, I thought nobody's talked about the Knicks as well, by the way. Tom Thibodeau's got the Knicks in playoff contention. New York must be going crazy. Hey, I mentioned them in our group chat the other day. Right? <laughs> I love, look, man, I love Julius Randle. He is legit one of my favorite players in the league, has been for years. Ever since he went to New Orleans, I love, I have a Julius Randle jersey uh, from here. And I love Julius Randle so much. Uh, he's one of those guys like Zach Levine. Um, that reminds me of guys who can really, really put the ball on the floor and really score. And they're completely two completely different sizes. Finally get their first all-star game this year, which I think is very well-deserved, long overdue for Zach Levine. Um, and then you look at R.J. Barrett, who looks like he's taking leaps. It's like huge steps. And then Derrick Rose. But, Jay, you and I were talking the other day about the Knicks. I mean, like Matt said, should Knicks fans be excited? Sure they should. I mean – Look, they're, they're not going to make it far or anything like that, but just a playoff berth for the Knicks would be huge. And, and it's nice. You know, this, uh, I think people often, you know, when a team has gone through such a long losing drought, they're always like, well, they're not going to win the finals. And it's like, no, they're not going to win the finals, but at least they're competing. You get Derrick Rose, you get Obi Toppin, you get Randall in there. That's a good, fun team to watch, and you can build around that. You know, you, you've got to start somewhere, right? You're, you're, you're not going to all at once, like, build a super team and, and two months from nothing, right? Like you, like, you need something, some starting piece. So I think the Knicks, for the first time in a long time, look like a, a, a real team. And for the first time in a long time, I don't see their owner, James Dolan, stealing headlines from the actual team. He's just kind of sitting back and letting the team run itself. So uh, it's a nice thing to see, you know, for like, I know there's the Brooklyn Nets now, but when they used to be the Jersey Nets, like New York only really has one team everybody agrees with. You have Giants fans and you have Jets fans, you have Mets fans and you have Yankees fans. But whenever the Knicks played, there was this sense that the Knicks were the one team everybody in New York City got along with. And don't get me wrong, there's some hipsters in Brooklyn who are definitely pulling for the Nets and the beer. Don't get, don't get me wrong. And I'm sure they're building their fan base. But most old school New Yorkers, basketball is the one thing they could agree on. So whenever the Knicks do well, it really builds a lot of camaraderie in that city. And it's a good thing. Basketball was better when the Knicks are in the mix. And so I, I'm really hoping they make the playoffs this year. Well, and Jay, I, you, you brought up a really good point um, in terms of the Knicks fans just, just being excited for a playoff berth. But not only that, um, up until now, what reason has any free agent had to come play for New York? What reason have exactly. they had to, to come play for the Knicks? Now you see a, a young guy in R.J. Barrett. You see a young guy in Julius Randle. You see a young guy in Obi Toppin, Mitchell Robinson. You have this young, young core that they're building there. And if I'm a free agent, I'm looking at that. And I'm saying, well, hold on now. Uh, these guys look like they're going to be a well-oiled machine for the next five to seven years. There's a chance that we can make a deep playoff run with me being the number one guy. Let me go sign with the Knicks where they have ton of tons of cap space. I think the most cap space in the league at one point, if not right now, if, if I'm a free agent, I'm looking at the Knicks and they're, I'm, I'm not saying that they're going to get a huge name in the off season. But look for the Knicks to be one of the one of the favorites for for free agents this upcoming offseason. A hundred percent. And and for you know top tier free agents, there's a lot of revenue money to be made in New York, just like there is in LA. It is a good city if you want to make money. There's no better place to play basketball than Madison Square Garden. 
So we could see a next resurgence. This is just the first step. Like this is not a done product, but it's the first step and it's a big step in the right direction. I am super pumped for, for Knicks fans. There's no, no two ways about it. They are doing the right thing for the first time in about 20 years. What about, what about uh, Casey's assertion that the Bucks are no longer a team to be feared in the East in a sense, Jay? Are, 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 are you with him on that? I mean, because I know you're picking Joel Embiid as your MVP right now in the, in the NBA. So you must like the Sixers. So do you think the Bucks are really, you know, trending downward? I, I don't think the Bucs have changed. I think the Bucs are the same team they have been for three or four years. Yes, some pieces have changed, right? <laughs> right? Like they have Drew Holiday now, you know, and stuff like that. But there's really no number two next to Giannis. You know, as Casey noted, some people think like, oh, maybe he can't run a team. Well, who is he playing with? This is no offense to Middleton, no offense to Holiday, but like this guy, it, it's his show. And, and the, the problem with the Greek freak, it's not actually a problem, it's a compliment, is that he goes out and plays like it's the playoffs every night. Doesn't matter if it's a preseason game or the NBA All-Star game or, or, or an actual playoff game. That dude leaves it on the floor every night. He gives it all. There, there is no doubt he is one of, if not the best players in the NBA. Doesn't have a team around him to, to get that far. And his attitude is contagious. That team plays all out all night. There is no extra gear in the playoffs. And then people get this idea that they're choking in the playoffs. They're not. They just play all out all season. That's what I love about them. That's why I root for them. But they're not a team that takes nights off like the Nets. They're not a team that takes nights off like the Sixers have in the past before Embiid got this new attitude. They're not a team that rests on their laurels and waits for the playoffs. They go out and get it every night. I think if you're a Bucks fan, you can be really proud of that team. But I think until you get one or two more pieces around Giannis, no, you're not, you're not going to make the NBA Finals. You know, Right now, as it stands at this moment, I have the Lakers beating the Sixers in the finals. Um, this is contingent, of course, on the Andre Drummond sweepstakes. If Drummond goes to the Lakers, I'll keep Lakers over Sixers. If Drummond goes to the Nets, I'll have to rethink who makes it from the East. If Drummond goes to the Sixers, then I'll rethink if it's Lakers over Sixers. I, I think rebounds are the, the underanalyzed aspect of basketball. And whoever wins, then I don't blame the Cleveland Cavaliers for milking this for all they've got because Drummond is the one piece they can get some return from, except for maybe Love, right? And who knows? Maybe they package Drummond and Love for a ton of picks and a few pieces. I don't blame them for milking this, but whenever that sweepstakes comes down, my opinion may change. Until then, I have Lakers over Sixers. I have Embiid as the NBA MVP, but I have LeBron again as the finals MVP. Wow. So, all right. So I'm with you though. I'm, and I'm surprised that Drummond hasn't moved yet. I figured, especially given that Blake Griffin moved, I figured Drummond would move before Blake Griffin, but you already went to the West and you've got the Lakers in the West. No doubt. Casey, Jason's like, uh, like, like, like LeBron and Durant. He's not giving the jazz any love, man. You know, I'll admit, you know, none of us ever picked the jazz. I, I'm with you. I'm, I never really picked the jazz, you know, back when I was a kid playing NBA jam or double dribble or anything like that. So, uh, so tell me, Casey, are we all sleeping on the Jazz or what's up in the West, my man? I am so undecided on the Utah Jazz. It is unreal. Um, I can't remember the last time that I saw a team that I liked and disliked so much at the exact same time. Um, I don't know if they have the pieces in order to stand up to LeBron and AD, if they have the pieces to stand up to Kawhi Leonard. Um, I like Utah a lot, man. I like Donovan Mitchell a lot. 
Um, I think he's explosive. I think he's a great player. I like Rudy Gobert on the defensive side of the ball. He is a, he's a perennial defensive player of the year candidate. Might win it again this year. And they have a lot of guys on that team that are playing very, very well. But I don't know. Uh, maybe it's just the lack of playoff experience that is that is uh, getting me. But, I mean, I guess you don't have playoff experience until you have it, if that makes sense. Um Maybe it's that that's maybe that's killing me. Um, maybe it's the whole rumor of the uh, killed chemistry going into this season that I'm just wondering if they can keep it up. Maybe it's the fact that Anthony Davis has been out for so long and, you know, the Lakers haven't been the actual Lakers. Um, that's just, you know, maybe LeBron is just biding his time until AD is back. That's a question. How, how, how worried are we about the AD injury as well? I, mean. I don't think I am too much, you know. Um, I, I mean, look, I don't, it's not the exact same situation, but we saw a similar situation to this back when LeBron played for the Heat. And they essentially, I don't want to say, I don't want to say let, because the Pacers at that time were very good. Paul George, Roy Hibbert, you know, those guys were fantastic. Um, but LeBron and the Heat essentially let them get the number one seed because the Heat thought like, well, what's the number one, like, why would we go out of our way to, to really snag the number one seed if we have the confidence that we can get the second or third seed and still make the finals? And I think that's kind of what LeBron has in his brain right now. Like he respects these guys. LeBron has gone out of his way to say how much he respects the young guys and the future generations of the NBA. But if, I, if I'm LeBron, I mean, I'm looking at Utah. Phoenix, Clippers who choked big time in the playoffs last year. Denver may be a super huge threat in the in the West. I'm looking at Portland who has Damian Lillard, but how many times can you really rely on the Dame Magic in the playoffs? Like, sure, you can get him the ball, but if the rest of the team can't keep up with the other teams, then you're going to struggle, and Dame can't do everything every night. Um, I'm looking at San Antonio. I'm glad to see them back in playoff contention because I love Pop. Uh, I love Tim Duncan there as an assistant coach. But realistically, especially with LaMarcus Aldridge gone, they're kind of going through this phase where it's nice to see them in the playoffs, but we don't expect them to make it far. And then you got Dallas in the eighth seed, who if they can turn it around and really make a big deal, that's another deal that you might see by the trade deadline is Porzingis gone. We don't really know what's going on with Porzingis. So if Porzingis gets moved, who are they moving that for? Who are they moving for him? Um, I'm the Lakers. I'm looking at this West. I'm not rushing Anthony Davis back. If I drop down to the fourth seed, then what? I'm playing the fifth seed in the first round? You're telling me that if I, if I make the fourth seed and then I get a healthy AD back for the first round, that I should be scared of the, whoever the fifth seed is as the Lakers, the defending champions, LeBron James? I don't know, man. Um, I, I don't necessarily think that the number one seed guarantees you too much in the West this year. I don't know that the first, second, or third seed guarantees you too much. I think it's – if I'm looking at the West, it's the Lake Show for me all the way, and I, I got the Lakers making it out of the West. I mean, it, I mean, they're going to be bringing fans back, Casey. So, I mean, isn't like some uh, home uh, home court advantage going to matter a little bit? Isn't show Showtime going to want to play play at home? Maybe. I mean, you know, if if I'm if I'm if if fans are back in a in a big capacity and in a big way, obviously, yeah, let's play in front of our fans. I mean, look, look, LeBron eats that up, man. He he loves he he's a showman, and he lo- he loves uh, appealing to the crowd, good or bad. You know, we, we saw in Miami, LeBron's not scared to be the bad guy. And, and we, we saw that he's not scared to be the good guy. But we also saw that he's not scared to just keep it neutral and really just zone out and shut everybody out and completely ignore the fans and just play ball and just hoop. 
And um, I, I, I do want to say it'll make a big difference, but I think it'll make a big difference to the other teams more so than it will LeBron and the Lakers. Look, LeBron is LeBron. He does this. Um, they're the best team in the West. They're so better got, than they so were got, last year. All right, so you got, you got the Lakers out of the West. And, and who have you, if, you, if, if I had to twist your arm right now, who do you get out of the East? Oh, Philly. 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 All right. It would be so. close, though. As of right now, <laughs> as of right now, Matt, it's Philly and Boston. Well, or not I mean, Philly and Boston. Philly and uh, Brooklyn. J- Jason's got Andre Drummond winning, winning the NBA championship. No matter what team, right? No matter what team he goes to, Jay. The team I tell you what, on- if he goes to any of the three I have right now, right? Right, right. I have yeah. Brooklyn losing. Uh, uh, yeah, Blake, Blake Griffin. <laughs> right, right. Uh, tripping. Uh, Kyrie Irving having one of his little hissy fits. Uh, James Harden suddenly deciding, I don't like passing the ball now that we're in <laughs> the spotlight, right? I see Brooklyn kind of like, kind of like I saw the Kansas City Chiefs. Something goes wrong there, right? Uh, but yeah, if Brooklyn, the Sixers, or the Lakers get Drummond, they automatically become my favorite to win. Until then, I have Lakers over Sixers. All right, I got I got Lakers over Nets until the Drummond thing settles out as well. But I got I got I got the Nets coming out of the East, man. I just I'm telling you, I think. I think they come and then they run into LeBron. I think that's what happens. You so. know what, Matt? I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go on record right now. And if the Nets even make it to the championship, I'm gonna buy you a pair of shoes. <laughs> Woo! Baby, get some kicks. There we go. You I didn't love it. Say what kind of shoes? <laughs> I did not. I did not specify. Get but some hey, James look, Harden I, Crocs. <laughs> I, I know. That, I know that we're kind of. I know that you were kind of poking fun at, at Jay for the for the um for the Drummond pick. No matter what team he lands on. Uh, I don't think that a lot of guys are – a lot of people are looking at this Drummond uh, situation and realizing how much of an asset he truly can be. Uh, this uh, Look, 17.5 points per game. Are you Like, just ignore the rebounds. No, no, I'm, I'm not, I wasn't picking. Game. I love, I no, love no, no, Drummond. I, I thought, like I said, he, he came from, like I said, Drummond to me is, uh, you know, he's, he's a piston. You know, I, I forgot he right. got moved to the Cavs, you know. So, I'm a big Drummond fan. And uh, – and I thought, you know, when Blake Griffin went to the Nets, that's my worry is they took Blake Griffin instead of Drummond. I'm like, no, because Blake. Right. If Drummond goes to the Nets, I don't know how you beat him. I really, I really don't know how you do it then. Look, so. look this is crazy. So in only 28.9, he's not even playing 30 minutes per game in the 25 games that he's played this season. Obviously, they've been resting him for a long time. 28.9 minutes per game. He's averaging 17 and a half points, 13 and a half rebounds, two and a half assists over a block and close to two steals per game. I mean, look, if I'm getting that guy for maybe even a bet minimum, are you kidding me? Oh my, yeah. I, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He he is going to be pivotal. Not only pivotal, he's going to be very, 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 very important for whatever team he lands on. And I, I think I think Jay is spot on on this one. He, he's going to make a huge impact and really sway, the, you know, whatever team he lands on in the favor of at least making it to the championship. Yeah, no, I was I was I wasn't picking on Jay, but no, I totally, I totally, I'm totally with it. If if well, Drummond, especially if wrestling one of those three, huh? Imagine if you're the Sixers and you oh. already have Ben Simmons and Embiid playing defense that way, right? And then you add a Drummond to get boards, it it changes the game. It's the kind of piece the Bucks could use too. I mean, like like those teams like could really really use that. I I think the Nets have a different setup. The Nets remind me of like old like 80s 90s styles west coast teams that are just trying to get 130 points a game be damned we're just running the court and that's all we're doing i want to ask <laughs> you guys so we, we talked about still win championships and i think the better teams in the mix the lakers the nets the sixers they know that 
And if they can add that D, it's going to give them that edge. <laughs> I think I agree. And I, I do want to ask, though, you know, we talk about the Lakers, we talk about the Nets, and we talk about the Sixers. But we haven't talked about the teams that if Drummond signs with would make a huge difference in terms of maybe even catapulting them to be in title contention. Like some of these playoff teams, like I'm looking at, I'm looking at Portland, right? I'm looking at Portland at a team that could use a center like this to grab those rebounds. Portland shoots the ball a lot. Damian Lillard shoots the ball a lot. And when you shoot the ball a lot, you miss a lot. If I'm looking at Drummond, I'm saying, yes, please come grab 20 rebounds a game here in Portland. And let's not even talk about Portland. <clears throat> Excuse me. If we're talking about a team that could really use a center to get them into playoff or into championship contention, let's look at Milwaukee. Let's look at Boston. Two teams that could really use a center that if they got that center to put around the pieces that already exist would completely change their trajectory of where they're going to finish in these playoffs. Boston was a team that was favored by a lot of a lot of uh, people going into the season based on where they finished last year. They lost in the Eastern Conference Finals to the team that eventually lost to the Lakers in the Miami Heat. But you can argue that if they had a big man that could really get up there and grab rebounds and play better defense in the paint and really could help shut down Bam Adebayo, the, the Celtics would have been in the championship against the Lakers. So I'm looking at Boston and I'm thinking like, man, if Drummond signs here and now you've got Tatum flipping that switch, you've got Jalen Brown flipping that switch. Now you can take less pressure off of Kimba so he doesn't get hurt again. And then you have a good secondary unit with Marcus Smart being one of your, the better defenders in the league off your bench. I'm scared of Brooke, uh, of Boston a lot now if, if Andre Drummond signs there. I'm not saying that that would necessarily force them into winning a championship this season or even being in the finals, but you would really have to look at Boston if they were able to get Drummond. I wonder if any of these teams that need to rebuild quick can look at the Cavs who want to dump salary and players and, and do some sort of deal for Drummond and Love at the same time and take all that salary off their hands and, and give them bench depth even with Love. I, I think Love and Drummond may be a package deal that could shake up a team I don't think Drummond does it alone unless you're already one of those top four or five teams, top three teams in the East, top two or three in the West. Um, but I think if you're a, a lower level team like the Celtics and you bring in Love and Drummond for, for a one-year deal and then, then worry about it after that, there's that possibility when you add that depth. But Drummond alone only does it for those top tier teams. And I'm hoping one of them goes for it. Uh, like Matt, I'm hoping it's not the Nets because at that point it just becomes unfair. <laughs> well, well, if that's the case, Jay, then we, we really have to look at Portland because that's where Kevin Love was rumored to land anyways. So that's exactly what I was thinking when you brought up Portland. Like if they did a double deal where you got Love and Drum and then you have the bigs to go with Dame and McCollum and suddenly it all, it all comes together quite nicely. Makes that a lot of a, sense. A one phone call deal to make Portland a contender. Makes a lot of sense. And then I, I don't know, I think Nurkic is hurt right now. I would have to look at it. Um, <clears throat> excuse me, so much basketball going on. But um, that definitely adds to your depth. And now all of a sudden, if you're the Trailblazers, you're sitting at 21 and 15. If you can go on a nice run and win 55 games even, well, you no, know, the season is shortened, so maybe not 55 games. If you can win 50 games. If you can win 50 games and jump up to that top four seed, I don't know, man. Portland would look, Portland would be scary with Dame's history of shutting teams out and sending them home. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I mean, they, they shoot so far outside in that, you know, the, the style of the Warriors made popular that if you get a Drummond and a Love to get all those boards in there, 
Well, well, forget about it. Now your missed shots are being turned into made shots frequently. And it's a whole different ball game. So I, I think those lower level teams would need to make a deal for Drummond and Love or Drummond and another piece to make it work. Or Love and another piece even. I, I think boards, you know, people have been talking a lot, like they were talking on PTI and other shows this week about are there too many three-pointers in basketball, which we've talked about before. And it's like, there are, sure. Uh, but but that's also why rebounds are so important because if you're shooting that many threes, as Casey pointed out, you're missing a lot of shots. And now boards are more important than ever. With the three, you need boardmen, <laughs> right? You need them or you're not going to win games. So it's huge. And I think guys like Love and Drummond, who will probably be traded before the deadline, those are huge assets now, bigger than they have been, ever been in the past. And JaVale McGee is another uh, Cleveland Cavalier that could be on the trade block as well. So Exactly. We'll see. March 25th is the NBA trade deadline. So as we get closer to that, we're going to see some movement. And we may see some teams, as Casey pointed out. I'd be curious to see what uh, what Boston would look like. Because I'm, I'm a really big fan of Kemba Walker and what, uh, and what the Celtics have been trying to do in that, in that just crowded East, it feels like right now. Who would have thought the East was crowded, right? It's usually the West, right? Uh all right. Uh, any, any, any final thoughts, guys? I, I think that's pretty much it. Jay, um, you, any, any final thoughts on your end? Yeah, I wanted, I wanted to give a shout-out to Julian Edelman, who, who is a player I hate because I hate the Patriots. But uh, <laughs> this kid for the Miami Heat used an anti-Semitic slur this week. And we saw a lot of people call for his head, fire him, lose his career or whatever. And he was punished pretty severely. I think he's suspended indefinitely. He was fined like $50,000. But we're so quick to, uh, and rightfully so, we're so quick to condemn people when they use racial slurs or anti-Semitic slurs or, or, or transphobic or homophobic slurs. Julian Edelman, for the second time in a year, has written an open letter to a guy and invited him to sit down and talk about it. Last year, when I think it was, uh, uh, it was a wide receiver, it might be Deshaun Jackson, if I'm not mistaken, with the Eagles, uh, made an anti-Semitic comment. He, he invited him to, to tour the Holocaust Museum with him. He invited this kid from Miami over to a Shabbat dinner with him next time he's in Miami. Uh, he's not slamming these guys, but rather saying, look, I, I, you can't possibly know what you're saying here. Why don't we get together and I'll talk this out with you? And I think we need more of that. I, I think if, we, if we're going to combat racism and anti-Semitism and homophobia, um, we're going to have to slam some people when they do it repeatedly. But, but for first-time offenders, maybe it's time for, for education, not scaring them and making them defensive, but rather educating them. And I think Edelman's willingness to do that is a really beautiful thing to see. And so I just wanted to compliment him on that. And, and in a non-sports take on that, it, it, it's also a time that I think we need to take a, a deeper look. And I'm sure Casey can probably attest to this being a, a Twitch gamer at, at just some of the, some of just the, the, the language that's used in gaming. It's, it's been used since, you know, I was playing 15 years ago, like online gaming, just, you wouldn't say these things in public. You know, you wouldn't say it's a dark, scary place when you get into online gaming, some of the things that are said. And, uh, and I think that just that whole culture probably needs to be addressed in some ways. Um, before, before I get to Casey, I just want to throw out as well, Jay, that um, if, I know I, it's finally happened. It took maybe Tiger Woods getting into a horrific car accident, but the golf leaderboard right now at the Players' Championship, man, is all a bunch of young guys and Sergio Garcia. So... <laughs> You um you should love this leaderboard, man. Um, it's it's the players. It's technically the fifth major. It's what they jokingly call the fifth major. 
uh, like I said, it's it, it's a good time of golf. And if you didn't are see- they going to change the rules because of this cat who I keep see dry, keep see driving the ball three hundred and seventy yards or whatnot? Bry- Bryson DeChambeau is the uh, oh my it, goodness, he's a monster. He's the he's the new guy like Tiger, you know, and that they're they're changing the rules because of because of him. But uh, last week he drove tried to drive the green on a par five twice it was pretty incredible and then uh and then this week they've changed the rules on 18 so uh so that there's an out of bounds area that he was talking about maybe maybe trying to play over like a a a big pond onto like a strip of grass you know it's like you can't do that man it's like well i can't i'm just gonna shoot this one (laughs) over the clubhouse uh casey what do you got man what uh what any parting thoughts on, on your way besides uh obviously letting everybody know about your twitch channel was it vbe uh vbe 30 or 20 30 vbe 20 twitch 20 tv slash vbe 20 all together no spaces no underscores or nothing um no i mean look that's about it man uh just enjoying the dad life i i know you get it jay um he is growing very quickly already um learning how his arms work. He's learning that he can move his head now by himself. So we're terrified just to let him sleep because he's learned how to flip himself over at a month old. It's terrifying. Got um, his first tattoo. Yeah, I, I, he's, he's, he's already asking about it, starting to grow a beard and um, wants to get just his like ears dad. pierced. Just like dad. Yeah, that's right. Um, but no, man, the dad life is great. Uh, I don't sleep at all. So that's awesome too. Um, shout out to my wife though. My wife, uh, Tristan, she's a, she's a freaking rock star. She's been home with the baby ever since, um, ever since we came home from the hospital, she hasn't gone back to work from maternity leave yet. Uh, I think she's got about three more weeks and then she can go back to work, which I think she is, uh, anxiously anticipating. Um, but yeah, other than that, check out my Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash VBE 20, uh, tonight, Friday, March 12th, we are doing, uh, we're pulling names for, uh, teams, for our, our huge Rocket League tournament that's coming up on April 3rd, Saturday, April 3rd. Um, the last one we did, we had over 30 people in the stream at one time. We, we got over 350 views total. Um, and we are currently in the works to maybe do some kind of co uh, thing with a, with a charity um, to have all proceeds from that go towards the charity. So that's in the works right now, but if that doesn't work out, regardless, we're going to have a great fun time. The tournament was the last tournament we did was a huge success and we all had a lot of fun doing it. Uh, and the winners get a big prize at the end. So that's all I really got. Go check out my Twitch and, um, shout out to my wife and my son. All right. Well, there you go. Like I said, check us out on uh, Facebook, www.thetailgatekings.com as well. Instagram, Twitter and of course like I said go check out Casey Jones doing the the Twitch stream and he does Pokemon cards as well and all sorts of things BBE 20 basketball cards coming soon basketball cards coming soon we might we might even have an update by next week all right y'all we are on count for next Friday hopefully uh probably talking a bunch of baseball baseball season is right around the corner um also check the Facebook page we'll put up a link for our fantasy baseball leagues and you come join and play with us all right y'all till next friday i'm dr dive casey jones and jason reynolds and we are out